This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Back to Harry Harvey Stadium, second and ten for Pencrest at their own 36-yard line. It goes off tackle to... Is that Young or is that uh, DeFiore on the keeper? What did you see there, Dave? I thought it was DeFiore on the keeper, but I could be wrong. But again, you know, once it once it goes to the far side of the field, it's every man for himself, and you wonder, uh, you know, the, basically the person who comes up out of the pile with that ball is on the touch. Whatever it was, four-yard gain, third down and six. They need to get to the 46-yard line. Drew Pencrest, two wide receivers once again, DeFiore. Tries to take it. He cuts up the middle. He gets across the 45. He falls forward and looks like he has it first down once again. Yeah, he just busted right up through that line. And Ryan Schollenberger was on there for the tackle. Well played on both sides. Relatively speaking, given the conditions in that third quarter, no scoring. Looking for that one big break now. Either side tied 14-14 here at Harry Harvey Stadium. It is a first down. They gave him forward progress to the 48-yard line. DeFiore once again under center and gives it off to Hartley. He dives forward across midfield, but no further. Yeah, it looked like DeFiore might have turned the wrong way when he was coming out to hand that ball off. He had to turn all the way around his body. But Pencrest was still able to pick up a minimal gain. Well, that actually probably helped uh, Pencrest in the long run because Marble Newtown had you know, probably started to swing that way and didn't have enough time to come back when the play ran counter. Ten and a half to go, fourth quarter. 14-14, ball across midfield at Marple Newtown's 49-yard line. Two wide receivers set again, it's a fumble! But DeFiore once again alertly gets there before four Marple Newtown tacklers plow him under. Yeah, we saw a lot of that today so far. DeFiore has dropped a couple balls, actually. He hasn't lost any so far. I actually lost that one with uh, Moat at the very beginning of the game, but other than that... It's been a very slippery game for Yeah, Marple again, again just, these guys have to remember it's that extra half a second of concentration. Apparently the fog has lifted at Harvey Stadium. There's just a little light mist that's not really coming down and hitting the field. So it's a third down and nine. Big one for the Marple Newtown defense. T. Fiore in the set. He fakes the pass. It's a fumble. The ball is on the ground. Who's got it? Marple Newtown looks like they have it. And they do. Samaro Moat possibly in there as the smallest guy on the field was able to just dive underneath that pile. Fumble recovered by number 54, Pete Finnegan. Pete Finnegan was actually on that. One of the biggest guys on the field. Well, there you go. If Moat, you know, cleared the way for Finnegan, he came up with the football. He both basically occupied uh, the Pencrest player vying for that football. So the Tigers, let's see what they can do with this break of the fourth quarter. First and ten at Pencrest's 48-yard line. If you have White, the lone wide receiver, slot to the near side. Moat in motion. Roninger drops back as if he's the pass, but hands it up the middle to Duffy. He gets across the 45. Another big gain from Ryan Duffy. Well, Duffy was actually hit at the 47, and he was able to bounce forward for an extra three yards. Great perseverance there. Gain of five on the play. 
Pardon me, gain of four as they move the football back to the 44. Second and six. Diaguardian once again is a blocking back. White this time slot to the far side. It's a handoff to Moat. Tries to feel his way towards the far sideline. He does. And gets across the 40. Close to another first down. Yeah, they get the handoff to Moat there. Number two, Keith Kirk for Pencrest on the tackle. One of the things here, it's pretty much unavoidable. It's something that the wing T really doesn't have in its game plan is uh, the running out of bounds does stop the clock. You like to see a little bit more clock melting now with that turnover. Maybe melt away four or five minutes here. Get another score. At least three... Best case scenario, seven. Maybe give Pencrest five minutes, four and a half to go on its subsequent drive. In any case, third down and three. Ball spotted at the 41-yard line. Three-man backfield this time. Diaguardi, Moat, and Duffy. Duffy gets it, dives forward. He's got the first down. Hey, nice job by Ryan Duffy there. It's plowing up the middle. A horrible spot. Yeah, because he could hear the absolute and total displeasure on the Marple Newtown sidelines, but it's still, even with the horrible spot, that appears to satisfy the criteria for the first down because the ball is about one quarter over the 39-yard line. And it doesn't it appear, Dave, that that, that marker is right at the 39. So that really has to be a first down. I don't know what's going on. But it's fourth and one, fourth and inches. Roninger takes it, pushes the pile forward. That's going to be close. It always is, especially when the opposition knows it's coming. It looks like the marker is right at the 38-yard well, line. All he needed was basically two steps and for the re officials to recognize. Let's dissect this play here. Duffy goes forward. Doesn't exactly bounce off the turf, you know, except the one time when he was going down. And gets a, a bad spot, at least a yard and a half, where I thought he officially came down. And now Rodinger comes in. All he needed was two steps, and apparently the officials really can't see that. And he's going to be well short there, too. I don't understand. I mean, initially, I think Duffy might have got the first down, and they didn't give exactly. that to him. Now, Reidinger comes in, and it looks like he... There's a big pile, but it looks like there was no way he couldn't get the first down how far the pile went. And they mark him short, so it's a big turnover. That's a little fishy to me. And we have a good vantage point here, because they're going from right to left on the near sideline. We saw it. I don't know if we have any, any better view than the officials. But it's a turnover on downs. First and 10 at the 39. Pencrest. It's an option pitch to the outside. Once again, it's to Juwan Young. He maybe gets across the 40 if he's lucky. That was a big risky pitch there. That ball was very high in the air. But they were able to pull it down, and looks like it'll be a short game. So Pancras now, they're gonna. Well, Marple Newtown's gonna have to really stop the bleeding here with Pancras because time's running down at seven and a half to go now in the fourth quarter. So 
Mark Newtown's going to try to get the ball back and win this game. Well, they need his one defensive stop. Second down and seven from the 42. Looks like it might have been a little bit of a busted exchange which caused DeFiori to take it himself. He really has uh, no outside lanes and gets a yard if he's lucky. And it's going to be a big third down play here now. And it's probably going to benefit Marple Newtown's defense because once again, the rains have come. It's been a light rain, but it's very steady when it happens. Even though Pencrest appears to have the rain and have the wind at their backs. It's a third and long. Two wide receivers once again. Two-man backfield. DeFiori crouches under center. At the ready. Hand off up the middle to Hartley. Well, I didn't see that he got it, but you never know with, with the official's uh, spot of the football now. Yeah, we're right on top of the play. It looks like he was very short. Yeah, short by at least a yard, but stranger things have happened. We just saw that last drive. And he is short. So what the zebras giveth, zebras taketh away. Clearly a fourth and one for Pencrest. As we go under six minutes remaining in the fourth quarter, they will go for it. Hartley and Young. Two wide receivers. Marple Newtown's defense up on its toes, anticipating. DeFiori into his crouch. Doesn't know where to go. He's dropped back for a loss, but he gets the ball out in time to Young. That's an amazing sequence of events. Young is very close to the first down this time to the far sideline, so I will have to trust the officials in terms of the spot. I thought for sure that the quarterback stole the ball in the backfield. He had a leg and three quarters down at that point. Somehow got the ball off with a close play, with close measurement here. DeFiori once again is cramping up, and Young is also down on the far sideline near the 50. DeFiori is getting worked on by a fellow teammate. Young is being tended to by a fellow player. We don't know what to make of that. I mean, that, that is Randall Cunningham-esque by Bo DeFiori to not give up when he was basically in, in, in danger right there. That would have been at least a five-yard loss and a crushing blow. But as you see, Pencrest's training staff is coming out in the field. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. Oh, man. The Philly Pretzel Factory has done it again. They took a Philly tradition and made it even better. Now, you already know the Philly Pretzel Factory has the best soft pretzel. Well, now they're making a cheesesteak pretzel. That's right. A Philly cheesesteak on the inside, surrounded by those piping hot, fresh, chewy pretzels. This is as Philly as it gets. A cheesesteak and a pretzel? Incredible! How great are those guys over there? They've got their original pretzels, the cinnamon pretzels, the pretzel dogs, and the party trays. And now, the Philly cheesesteak pretzel. Bring them for tailgating, watching a game with the boys, a barbecue, or even a kid's birthday party. Head over to the Philly Pretzel Factory for the all-new cheesesteak pretzel. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. Back to Harry Harvey Stadium. We are having a measurement of that last play, a rush. But Juwan Young. And they didn't get it. That is quite fortuitous for the Marple Newtown defense. 
Well, if it wasn't for a heads-up play by Bo Fiore, it would have th- clearly been a, a fourth-down stop. But as it was, Juwan Young halted about a fraction of a yard before the first down marker. And Bo DeFiore was just able to get the ball off of. He was about to be, well, he was. He was obliterated by the Marple Newtown defense. But he got the ball off and was still just short. First and ten if you first you don't succeed, try, try again. So Marple Newtown's offense, 538 to go. First and ten at Pencrest's 49-yard line. Rodinger under center. Gives it to Diaguardi, but the play will be whistled dead. Prior to the snap, false start, offense, five-yard penalty, still first down. Well, he didn't want to see that. I didn't see where there was any motion on the line for that time, Dave. Yeah, I didn't either, but it's going to be even tougher now to get that ball down to the end zone. Ball is spotted back across midfield at Marple Newtown's 46. First and 15. Ryan White takes his position now. Slot to the far side. Man in motion is Gregory and also Diaguardi. They are down in the set. Rodinger under center. Hands it off to Duffy. He tries to fake his way forward. Can't do it. He gets back to the line of scrimmage if he's lucky. Well, they did the right thing there to give the ball to Ryan Duffy, probably their top back. Wasn't able to get out of the backfield, however, but um, they still got a couple more weapons and a couple more play options they can do here. And they got two more plays to work with. Three more plays to work with. Second down now and 15 from the 46. Clock ticking towards five minutes to go in the contest. Still tied, 14-14. Matt Gregory in once again, takes his spot. At the line, Diaguardian is a blocking back. This time it's a handoff to Moat. Feels his way off a defender. Moves forward across the 50. He does manage to get back to the original line of scrimmage and maybe one or two yards more. So well, not such a daunting task on third down. Well, it's a big play just to get to the back to the line of scrimmage and make it a attainable third down conversion. Third down and nine. I think it's time for a little trickery and see if we can get a huge hole off tackle either side for Ryan White. He did break one for 20 plus yards in the first half. Which led to his own touchdown which tied the game and is the final score of this contest. 4-0-6 to play. Third and nine. Ryan on her center. To the outside to White. He's at the 45 to the 40. Cuts back. He's got a man. Breaks the tackle at the 40. Comes forward across the 35. So he's got the first down. He was going full force from the far side of the field right in the middle and took a dead stop, Dave, at the 39. And then was able to go angle back towards the far side of the field and pick up the first down yardage. A great job by Jamie Rodinger there. He sold the play action as well. Was able to bounce to the outside, break a few tackles, and Marple Newtown has a very good chance of winning this ball game now. Fresh life. Melting that clock away. 3.42 remaining. First and 10 at the Pencrest 33-yard line. Rodinger striding confidently to the line. They set Ryan White wide out to the near side. It's a fake to Duffy. He gets it across up the middle. 
He's breaking free after tackle at the 15. He's across the 10. He's down to the 5. Ryan Duffy. What a great run by Ryan Duffy getting all the way down to the 5-yard line. Nice blocking on that play as well. He was able to get all the way down. And Marple Newtown in an even better position than they were a minute ago. That right there, Dave, is running with purpose. You have everything running. You have your, your head up, legs churning, seeing what's coming ahead of you on either side, and just going forward, not stopping until somebody finally drags you down. If we get a favorable spot, it would be a 28-yard gain and longest of the day, I believe, for either side. Well, it's funny because just about two minutes ago, uh, in my mind, I was counting Marple Newtown out a little bit with a third down and nine. Able to get a big conversion by Jamie Reininger. And now Ryan Duffy gets him down to where Pancras is at, the, back against the walls. Well, the first time it happened, Dave, Pancras actually backed down and the wall crumbled. And Ryan White rolled in from the seven with just a hand brush from the Lions defense. And let's see what will happen this time. 3.18 to go. Fourth quarter, 14-14. No scoring so far in the second half, but it has been far, far from quiet. One thing you have to watch down here in the red zone, however, however, is the fumble, the fumble probability because there's been a few of them tonight by both sides. It's got to make sure you keep the ball firmly in your hands. And if nothing else, we're in field goal range. Well, Mother Nature just continues to play havoc with our minds, our sight, and with both sides. The wind has let up and the rain has let up as well. So about as clear sailing as you can possibly get for first and goal from the eight. Three minutes to go. Duffy's got it up the middle. Let's see. Does he get the call? It's not a touchdown, but he is very close. Knocking on the door. A gain of seven. So second and goal from the one. Just a few steps away are the Tigers from taking the lead. As Rodinger comes sprinting back from the sideline with his instructions. 2.32 to go. Well, they're going to have three shots at this, so the most important thing to do is not make any mistakes. Just try to pound the ball into the end zone. Exactly. Even if you can't get, if you get no yardage or half a yard, that's just as good. Rodinger under center. Hands it off to Duffy. He pushes forward. And he's in for the touchdown. So with 2.11 to go, the Marvel Newtown Tigers have taken a six-point lead. Duffy's one-yard run to Kathy. Easily five-yard drive for the Tigers. Not only that, they've burned a lot of time off the clock. They started this drive around the seven-minute mark from the fourth quarter. And now we're down to about 2.11. Anthony Nicolardi on for the extra point. Confidently booted with 10 yards to spare. So with 2.11 left in the contest, Marple Newtown has taken a 21-14 lead. Back with the change of possession, you're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by Allstate. Are you in good hands? Call Allstate agent David Monroe today at 610-359-1244. The Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com. 
The Philly Pretzel Factory. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines. The Winter Circle Sports Grill. For real sports fans only. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If they don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill. For real sports fans only. Nicolardi back to kick. 2-11 to go. Marple Newtown. Nursing a seven-point lead. One last shot for Pencrest in this contest, which has zipped along. Nicolardi meets the ball. It is a low end-over-end kick. Coming down to Gariga at the 10, across the 15, across the 20, 25, 30, still on his feet somehow. Finally dragged down. It looks like number 51 on Pencrest got a shot in there. Drew Buckus at the end just rolled over a Marple Newtown defender. Yeah, Ca- caught by everybody except the, the officials. It was a very late hit. So, field goal will not do. So it is basically four down territory, Dave, from here on out for the Pencrest Lions. 2.04 to go, 21-14, the Tigers lead. 70 yards. The difference. DeFiore once again under center in that low crouch. He's back to pass. Over the middle, it is complete. Vicious hit put on that Marple Newtown defender. Number four, Patricio Zubeta. Marple Newtown is in the prevent defense at this point right now. And they're just trying to, even if they let the passes go down the middle, trying to keep them out of the end zone with less than two minutes left. Pencrest in the no huddle. DeFiore once again in the set. That's a little trouble on a snap. It's a fumble. The ball is on the turf. It is picked up. Picked up by Marple Newtown across the 40, across the 35. Finally brought down. He's basically the hero of this contest. Let's see who that is. Well, Christian Whiteside definitely knocked the ball loose. He has slapped the ball out of the quarterback's hands. So, unfortunately, it, it appears to be the, the player from Marple Newtown writhing in pain at about the 37-yard line, who was the one who eventually picked the ball up off the turf. But that has, for all intents and purposes, sealed the deal for Marple Newtown. DeFiori, you could see there in his eyes, it was one too many things. An incredible turn of events after a complete pass to Patricio Zubieta on first down. DeFiori basically faked himself out there, Dave, and just coughed it up. Nobody was really near him. Well, DeFiori just had the ball hanging out in a bread basket for Christian Whiteside. He just went over and slapped it out of his hands. It was picked up. I'm not sure who he picked it up, but it looks like he's down injured on the field. You've said, we've said it how many times in this game? You have to be able to concentrate when the elements are against you. And it turns out, that, uh, you know, we hope that the last fatal mistake in this contest is going to be made by a Pencrest quarterback with 142 remaining in this contest. Well, that's where you separate the good quarterbacks from the bad quarterbacks is where they are at the end of the play. You see Jamie Reidinger, the third and nine play, he was able to convert for a big first down, and now DeFiori fumbles the ball. Double threes, Mario Diaguardi who was laying down on the far side of the field, appears to be the the player who picked that ball up off the turf and returned it. 
So we're going to give him a gold star. He was able to jog off the field, so that was good news there. First and ten. One forty-two to go. Basically, all he can do is just fall on the football, and there's nothing Pencrest can do about it. A little too early for victory formation. Rodinger under center gives it off to White. He goes off tackle to the far side across the 35 down to the 30. I think Pencrest has all three timeouts left. They might take one here. They do. Timeout. And they do. Pencrest, it's their first timeout. And let's face it, you're down by seven. You just coughed up the football, and, and the ball is going deeper into your own territory. There's not a whole lot of, uh, you know, twists and turns in the strategy. You just call a timeout, stop the clock, and try to ice the offense. But really, what good is that going to do, especially if Marple Newtown picks up this key first down, which they're about three or four yards away from picking up anyway? Well, it makes me curious. Say they don't pick up the first down, and they get down to about the like, 27-yard line. Does Ray Junta go for the field goal, or does he just nail the ball down? Yeah, I mean, it's basically, you know, the lesser of two evils in terms of Pencrest. What are, what are you going to settle for? Because the Tigers hold all the cards as long as they hold on to the football. Well, Pencrest has two times at timeouts left, so by the time we get to a fourth down, it should be around 120 left in the ball game, And then Marple Newtown can take the entire play clock out because they'll be out of timeouts. Second and four from the 31. As the fog seems to drift down here, as Duffy tries to go up the middle, but can't. He's rudely interrupted before he hits the 30-yard line. Timeout. Pencrest. It's their second charge. Timeout. So it's going to be third and four. No gain on the play. 127 to go. Well, what Duffy's doing now is he's running the ball. He's trying to hold on to it instead of trying to get the first down because the first down would be nice, but it's honestly it's not very necessary. You just want to hold on to the ball make sure you don't fumble it. So what happened to Marple New- What happened to Pancrest a couple minutes ago doesn't happen to Marple Newton. Exactly. But at this point, Pancrest's defense, all you need to do is be able to push a couple key guys backwards. And whether it's Duffy or Dick Guardi or Ryan White, that's you know three, four, five steps, and boom, you fall forward. You're right there. And that is the first down. Then again, that is, of course, easier said than done up here. Pencrest defense will have something to say about that because they do entertain hopes of at least trying to tie the game with one last possession. It is, in fact, third down and four from the 31-yard line for the Tigers. Lions waiting with bated breath. It's a handoff getting close to the first down. Timeout. Is Duffy Pencrest. once again. It's her full third and final timeout. So Pencrest out of timeouts. I don't think Duffy really got close. I think he's a yard away. Well, that's where they spread out the ball. But if Marple, I don't think they're going to kick the field goal here. I think it's too risky. If a block might result in a touchdown. They might just try to run him back up the middle and try to get the first down. If they get the first down, ball game's over. And also, a fourth and one is not going to hurt you if you have you know, no game. Because you're still pinning Pincrest deep in its own territory, and you have to go some 70-odd yards in 81 seconds and have to open things up. So again, even though Pencrest will get the ball back here, Tigers still hold all the cards. Key fourth down situation here as Pencrest's trainer comes off the field with his water. Lou D'Alonzo 
prowling the sidelines, waiting to give his instructions. And they will go. Samara Moat and Duffy in the backfield. Diaguardi in the blocking back position. He is now in motion. Brininger tries to get it. He has, he's under a rush. He's dragged down from behind near the 25. Let's see. It looked like he was boxed in eight ways from Sunday around the 30-yard line. But managed to escape. And got five extra yards, so we're just waiting for the official spot. That is a first down, so pretty much it's all over, but the final 103. Well, a few kneel downs here, and I'll take it right down to the end of the game. The clock continues to run at this point. Inside a minute. Reininger under center. Two-man backfield, Diagordi and Moat. Not a victory formation. It's a handoff to Duffy. He gets to the 20-yard line, so we have 41 seconds left. 40 seconds as the countdown continues. And there will be one more play in this contest. That will go to the Marple Newtown Tigers. Well, it's going to be a very satisfying, satisfying victory for Marple Newtown. Very hard-fought victory. And one now as they come up to the line of scrimmage, they can just relax and enjoy. No rush here as the time ticks away inside 15 seconds. Victory formation for Ridinger. He takes an E. Five, four, three, two, one. And this game is over. With the Marple Newtown Tigers winning their first home contest of the season, their second overall. They go to two and one. One and one in the Central League. Final score, Marple Newtown 21. The Pencrest Lions 14. Pencrest falls to 0-3. We'll be right back with the wrap-up. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few proud the Marines the Winter Circle Sports Grill in Edgemont is for real sports fans only with over 30 brand new wall-to-wall large screen plasma high def TVs if the game you absolutely gotta see is available we'll have it every NFL game every college football game every major league baseball game every hockey game Every game, live in high def. The Winter Circle Sports Grill is just around the corner in Edgemont, right in front of the Regal Cinemas on Westchester Pike. If we don't have your game live, no one does. The Winter Circle Sports Grill, for real sports fans only. Visit us online at wintercirclesportsgrill.com. Back to Harvey Stadium for the post-game show. A successful Thursday night contest. Marple Newtown takes a 21-14 victory over perennial power and perennial tormentor Pencrest. However, this year the Lions fall to 0-3. More importantly, 0-2 in the Central League. And Dave Dave Feldman back with Bob Herpin. After a scoreless third quarter, 
Twists and turns are plenty in the fourth. Starting with roughly halfway through this fourth quarter, a key third down and fourth down for the Marple Newtown Tigers that didn't go the way that was planned and certainly did not go the way that we all saw it up here in the booth. Well, we have a better view than than the referees up here, but that's really no excuse for bad spotting. Ryan Duffy looked to have that first play on the third down, looked to have the first down there. Third and one easily had at least two and a half. Exactly, and then Jamie Reidinger tried to take it underneath, but he wasn't able to get, wasn't able to convert and turn the ball over. But luckily, it didn't really diminish the hopes of Marple Newtown. They were able to come out with a nice victory tonight. Of course, we're saying didn't convert in air quotes because when it's fourth and less than a yard, that's two steps. Reidinger confident. Um, we're confident up here in saying that he took the two steps, made it before being pushed backwards. But that spot of the ball was a half a yard behind where he wound up. However, with the zebras took away, they gave right back on Pencrest's subsequent series near midfield a daring run by Bo DeFiore, the quarterback of Pencrest, to get that ball away to Jawan Young and Young was dragged down a half a yard shy, that time on the far side of the field where the down markers are, it was apparently a lot clearer for the referees he didn't even get him close so therefore Marple Newtown got the ball going the other way you know actually both players seem to be hurt on that play, DeFiori and the running back Young. Marple Newtown did a great job tonight overall on that play, just getting to the ball carrier and making sure they couldn't get any more yards after you know what they got before. Early in the game, we saw some, we saw some wiggle room in the Marple Newtown defense. We saw a couple breakout plays by Young and DeFiori. Then we were able to get it right back and good adjustments at halftime for Shanta and um, Coach Lou Delonzo as the defense was able to stop him down the stretch. So to recap, 21-14 the final for Marple Newtown. The only score of this first quarter. DeFiori lost the football and Samaro Mote 40-yard fumble return. Beautiful hop right in stride. Took it down to the near sideline here. Untouched with a phalanx of defenders behind him. In that second quarter, DeFiori ran for two touchdowns on subsequent possessions. Four-yard run six seconds into the second quarter, which tied the score 7-7. And then a five-yard scoring jaunt at the 426 march, which put Pencrest up 14-7. The only time in the contest they would lead. But then it was Ryan White on the final drive for Marple Newton of this first half. A seven-yard run off tackle to the right side. And it was 14 all at the half. After a scoreless third quarter, that key series, Ryan Duffy punctuated it with a 28-yard run to get them into first and goal territory. Then the go-ahead score, a one-yard run with 2-11 remaining in the contest. The game-deciding score, there you have it, seven-point victory. And we'll definitely did a nice job on that play, but it all goes back to the third and nine. It was converted by Jamie Reidinger, able to take the ball, nice play action on the play, and he was able to get to the outside, break a few tackles, and give Marple Newtown new life, which they would definitely use. As you said, Ryan Duffy goes into the end zone for the game-winning score. So Marple Newtown, two and one on the season, one and one in the Central League, a key victory. And the schedule does not stop as we have a date with Upper Darby, the Royals of Upper Darby, next Friday, September 24th, right here at Harry Harvey Stadium. That's a 7 p.m. start. You can hear it right here on the Tigers Radio Network. So you can read more about this game and get coverage of the entire 2010 season provided by Josh Kippel on eyeofthetigersblog.com. So for head coach Ray Gianta, assistant principal and athletic director and all-around good luck charm Dennis Reardon, 
Executive producer Jim Allsman. Statistician Sam Snyderman. Greg Pecco, our halftime show host and contributor, engineer and producer Josh Kippel. The forgotten man last week, forgotten no longer this week. My right-hand man, Dave Feldman. I'm Bob Herpin. Thank you for listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. We will see you eight days from now. The Tigers Radio Network thanks you for listening to this presentation of Marple Newtown Football on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Our next broadcast from Harry Harvey Stadium will be presented on Friday, September 24th, when the Marple Newtown Tigers play host to the Royals of Upper Darby High School. Kickoff is set for 7 p.m. Coverage of that game will be provided by Bob Herpin, Dave Feldman, Josh Kippel, and Greg Pecco of the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com and IOfTheTigersBlog.com. Until then, for Bob Herpin, Dave Feldman, Josh Kippel, and Greg Pecco, I'm Jim Allsman wishing you a good night from Harry Harvey Stadium. And go Tigers! Can't say what's